This is Tania, and you're listening to Nia on Purpose. I started this podcast to create a space where I can speak with intention and walk in my purpose. I hope that listeners resonate with something I say and are encouraged to also live purposefully. Hey, y'all. This is Tania. Welcome back to another episode of Nia on Purpose. I am so excited for this episode because I think it's going to be really fun to to do. It's actually it's it's about home, various places I've lived or called home, memories that come flooding back when I think of home and what home truly means to me. But y'all know I love a good definition. So I'm going to start off this podcast by defining home. And so, you know, I did a quick little Google search of home. And the definition that popped up was the place where someone lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or a household. I really thought this definition was incredibly interesting because it it says, again, the place where someone lives permanently. And when I think of home, I think of like all the apartments I've lived in, for one. I also think of like my hometown, the house I grew up in, the house we moved to when I was a teenager. I think of places like those. And... They were more permanent, but also, like I said, we moved. And my even my current home now, like, I probably won't live here next year. I think it's really interesting how definitive that definition for home is and how unpermanent, <laughs> how inconsistent home can actually be for people. And so we'll start from the beginning. Uh, my first home, it was on um, a small little street called Peach Street in dire and it was truly our childhood home when I remember like being itty bitty and like going home that's where we went I remember most of the big Christmases from there I remember when family came and visited us there and just really really great memories I think that when I think of home I miss that home probably the most I remember we had a boxer named Monster And I was terrified of of him. But what, you know, do you expect of a six-year-old kid that has a dog named Monster? Like, of course I'm going to be terrified of the dog. But yeah, we grew up. um, We grew up on that street around the neighborhood kids. And we rode our bikes up and down those roads. We would catch lightning bugs in the summer and pick pecans in the fall. When they would, like, fall from the trees in our backyard. And we would even try to sell them. (laughs) by the bucket we stayed outside as long as we could I remember me and my sister had bunk beds in our room I slept on the top bunk my sister slept on the bottom and then my brother's room was connected to ours so he had to go through our room to get to his room his room was like in the very I guess you could say the back of the house his room is like where we 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 did all the 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 things all like when we were doing getting into all the little trouble and all the little shenanigans that went down in my brother's room (laughs) he had a computer in his room he had um like a stereo or radio or whatever it was it played cds too (laughs) no i think it had a cassette player on it too like one of those big things but yeah i remember we would stay up late nights and practice dance routines i remember specifically like chris brown popping and then Lil Mama's lip gloss. I don't remember if that song was called lip gloss or poppin', but whatever. Whatever it was called. 
And then Kiki Palmer came out with an album that year too, I think. And so we were like making up dance routines to, to all those songs. And we would play Tetris. Like I said, my brother had that computer in his room too. It was a super old computer. Like one of those computers like with a, a big old back on it. <laughs> and it had Tetris on it. So we would play Tetris. And we had a TV in our room, but it only had like three channels on it. So I vividly remember watching like King of the Hill and The Simpsons and maybe even Family Guy. <laughs> that is my favorite. Like those are my favorite childhood memories when I think of home. I remember our neighbors. We used to, I, gosh, I wish I remember her name. Our next door neighbor. She was an older white lady. She was so sweet. My dad would always make us go visit her. My brother had to go take out his tra- or take out her trash. And there was a man up the road that sold tomatoes at the corner of Peach Street. And my mom would stop by and we'd buy tomatoes and eat them on the way home like it wasn't two seconds down the road. I remember all our, our little babysitters that came, our older cousins. And I remember like riding bikes and listening to music on YouTube. <laughs> Just really sweet memories from that, from that home. And then when we got a little bit older, we moved to a house on um, what was called Division Street. That was literally right down the road. It was not two minutes <laughs> down the road. I remember who sold us the house. I remember the walls in the hallway were like red when we bought it. It had these sliding doors that I remember I just absolutely loved. I remember like running through it when we were looking at it, trying to be like, oh, this is going to be my room. And me and my sister shared a room again. And I think my brother had a little more privacy. We did share a bedroom wall, but he did not have to like go through our room to get to his room. His room in that house was actually closer to the front. But yeah, we were entering our teen years when we moved to um, to that house. We already had lived like right down the road from our grandparents. But in that house, we could actually see our grandparents' backyard from the window in our backyard. So very, very close. Like it was a walk up the road. You did not have to drive whatsoever. But this is where this home is where we got more into music and downloading music from LimeWire you know, burning CDs, all those things. I remember we had a PlayStation and a Wii. So we would play like Mortal Kombat, Street Ball, Midnight Club on the PlayStation. We also played um, the Michael Jackson Experience and Just Dance 3 on the Wii. I think I talked about this in another episode, but I remember being so mad at my parents for buying the Michael Jackson Experience before they bought Just Dance 3. And man... I wish I could go back in time and play the Michael Jackson experience again. That was such a fun time. Like, that was hands down 10 times better than Just Dance 3. I remember in that house, I had my first boyfriend. He would come over. We had to sit in the living room. <laughs> I also remember, oh, my parents are going to kill me when they hear this. But I also remember he did sneak over a couple times. Now, I wasn't like nothing on that, you know. None of that going on, but um, I remember one time I stayed home from school and I was sick, and he left his school. He he went to the school in the town over in Trenton, and we stayed in, like I said, my family stayed in Dyer, so he left school 
And he used to work at Sonic, so I remember, like, he would bring me, like, my favorite Sonic slush and try to make me feel better. And even when he snuck over, I still made us stay in the living room (laughs) and sit on the couch. But I remember, again, like, our parents finally let us have a TV in our room that had, like, cable, direct TV on it. And my brothers had no parental restrictions, but my sneaky little sister, I said little sister, like, she's actually younger than me but my sneaky sister had figured out the password to the restrictions and when my dad found out that she knew the password he changed it and so when when we finally came of you know age to watch tv that was like tv 14 pg 13 and all that stuff he forgot the password so we never got the restriction off our tv but at least we could finally watch like good tv shows and, and things like that and movies i remember in that house my brother had a day bed and then also like his bed. So like a futon and then his bed. So we would always have sleepovers in my brother's room since he had like no restrictions on his TV. We could watch those rated R movies and things like that. And it was really, really fun to kind of like have sleepovers. I think we were super close, like all three of us back then. And I miss that. I miss that so much. We also had like fish fry Fridays in that house. My grandparents on my mom's side used to come over like every Friday or so or every other Friday and they would get their hair cut. My dad would cut their hair and he would also fry some fish, some catfish and, you know, some hush puppies. My Nana loved that, loved that. So we had like started that little tradition where we would have fish and my grandparents would come over and have dinner with us and I don't know that's a sweet memory that's coming back all of a sudden that's making me a little emotional that's really sweet (laughs) I miss stuff like that so towards my senior year of high school I think like literally like maybe one of my first days if not the first day of senior year my parents had told us you know like hey we're we're moving out of this house we're gonna separate your dad and your brother are going to stay with your dad's mom. Me, you, and your sister are going to stay with my parents. And so we moved into my grandparents' house for that brief year. And again, my brother and my dad went to my my granny's house, my dad's mom. And I honestly don't remember. I don't know. Like, it was weird. I don't... It, that year was pretty much a blur to me. Like, if you ask me, like where I slept in in their house I I, it's a little foggy or like I do remember though sometimes before we moved in with my grandparents we would go to my grandparents house like after school and my nana would have snacks ready for us some pigs in a blanket or something like that some chicken nuggets and it was a nice escape if we didn't want to go home after school and so, it, in a way, it was it was kind of weird moving in with my grandparents because that meant that their home was no longer an escape. It was just home. Nonetheless, of course, like, I love spending time with them, and I love all the memories we made. One thing I do remember doing a lot of was playing gin, gin rummy, spades, all those playing card card games with my nana and my mama and my sister. When we also moved in with... Our grandparents, it also seemed kind of like, and I don't think it was intentional, it seemed like we spent less time at my granny's 
house my dad's mom where he stayed again I don't think it was intentional it just it just kind of like that's just the way life happened again it was my senior year of high school we were going through a lot of changes getting ready to graduate senior year is crazy as is you know going to visit colleges and planning all that but yeah the time spent my senior year staying with my grandparents just it came and it went and so like I said I'm just going to refer back to that um definition every so often throughout this episode but that's already three different homes and that doesn't even mention we did stay in what's called Rutherford it's a small town near Dyer and I don't remember where we stayed but when I was itty bitty I was tiny we stayed there but like I said that's that's already three four different homes that I lived in so I feel like I'm like disproving this this definition of home as a permanent residency and then if you listen to my podcast or you know me personally you all know (laughs) I went to the University of Memphis moved to Memphis 2015 and stayed there for some time literally up until a year ago freshman year our first year of college my sister and I stayed in Smith Hall which is one of the all-girls residence halls on campus I remember I'm, I probably mentioned this too in another episode but I, I remember being so mad at my parents like you know like they were like y'all not staying with no boys and I was like I don't want to stay nowhere where there's community showers but nonetheless we stayed there it just so happened that we had one of the biggest rooms in that residence hall it was a corner room on the first floor I think my freshman year was by far one of the best years of college for me We hung out with all our friends in our room, my friends Taylor and Cam. I think it was my favorite year, though, simply because, like, I wasn't so jaded yet. And my sister was here. We were making friends and really just taking in that, like, college experience. But we only stayed there for a year, of course. And then I got into, like, the whole RA and residence advisor and conference assisting and and all those things and so then our second year we moved to carpenter complex which um are the the apartments on campus and I stayed there I think for two years one of the things I remember specifically about carpenter now let me say it was a blast it's a great time we did a lot of partying and stuff in carpenter but also, I remember Carpenter for being, like, kind of emotionally scarring, a little traumatic. I remember during the winter break of my first semester in those apartments, my apartment was, like, robbed. I was next door with one of my friends, and I had left it unlocked for my boyfriend to come in at the time, like, while I was away. But I didn't think nothing of it. I was, like I said, again, like, right around the corner and silly me thinking, oh, it's all we're safe, we're on campus, it doesn't matter. So yeah, I left my door unlocked, and that night, at at some point, the power went out. Like, it went pitch black. And we were like, what is going on? I remember it was cold, it was December, it was, it was Christmas break, it was cold, it wasn't raining or anything, so I didn't know what was going on. But apparently, like, someone was messing with the power or transformer or something outside. Don't let me tell it. But I went to my apartment to check and see if my roommates were okay or if there was anything that, you know, was going on. If my apartment had power, 
if my boyfriend had made it there or not. When I went into my apartment, there was no power and my apartment was completely destroyed, <laughs> like literally top to bottom destroyed. Someone had literally come in there and taken everything from my room, my roommate's rooms, the bathrooms. Again, it was Christmas break, so I had just gotten like a bunch of new stuff for Christmas. I remember I was really big into Vera Bradley at the time. I had just gotten like a really nice all black backpack. I had an iPad, Lord, what else did I have? All kinds of stuff and clothes, shoes. Y'all, they took toiletries. They took the toilet paper off the, the toilet paper holder in the bathroom. Shampoo, conditioner, medicine, over-the-counter medicine, prescription medicine. They took anything they could get their little sticky fingers on. And I was just like, oh my God, like this, this really happened. I remember for weeks after that, I felt so unsafe and hated the thought of staying there. I would actually go to my boyfriend's apartment for days at a time. Even though I was a resident advisor and I was supposed to be on duty, I probably did not stay there. I don't remember at this point, but yeah, I was scared. I was terrified. I felt violated. Like someone really came into my apartment uninvited, unwelcomed, and not only went through all my stuff, but took all my stuff. It just gave me a bad feeling. It was hard to call that place home. It was just scarring for sure. After staying in Carpenter, I moved off campus and I stayed in various places. The Nine, I moved to Cordova for a brief period of time. I was on like the cusp of like Germantown Carnival for a period of time in a pretty nice neighborhood. Like I said, close to Carnival. I remember I had my apartment decorated, my bedroom decorated so nicely. The theme was like gray and lavender. It was so pretty, so peaceful, so calming. I had like these flickering lights that you could change the the settings of how of how they blinked or whatever you call it. I don't know. One thing I've learned about living in a place that is home but not a permanent home is that you have to make your space cozy. And so out of all the places I've stayed, I loved the 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 vibe, the aesthetic of that apartment. One thing I remember vividly is how I felt after I moved to Memphis and I would like go back home to my hometown. I remember like going back home didn't feel like home anymore. At that point, I basically had to redefine what home was because my hometown and my childhood home and m the memories there were, I guess I'm going to throw this word back in, but, but the memories there were, were jaded. I already wasn't like, me and my sister already weren't like super big fans of going back home after moving to Memphis. And I think really it had a lot to do with sometimes the small town mindedness of people back home and also the simple fact that it's a small town and there's like nothing to eat there and nothing to do there but yeah we didn't necessarily enjoy going back home it just didn't feel like home anymore and then after my sister passed away it was even worse it was just really hard to connect not only with people there but connect with with my sense of home there
even though my family was there and all those things too. And I think that had like a really negative effect on my parents. I think it hurt their feelings a little bit, or at least for my mom. I'm not too sure about my dad, but I know for my mom, like, I'd be like, I stopped calling like my hometown home. I would call Memphis my home and she'd she'd be like, that's not your home. I'm like, yeah, it is. (laughs) Just being mean for no reason, but... Yeah, it it felt it felt really different. I it's almost like I felt like a foreigner at that point in a town where I spent 18 years of my life. And I know I talk about it a lot on this episode. Everyone should know by now I live here in Nashville and so that's my current home and it's honestly probably the most peaceful place I've ever stayed. It reminds me of um, this post I see sometimes, and it it says, like, are you healed or are you just dis- distancing yourself from things that trigger you? <laughs> and I definitely think it's a little bit of both. We're in the healing process, but I'm also distanced from a lot of things that make life hard for me and... and And people I make bad decisions with. But I'll take it for now. (laughs) A win is a win. But I will say staying here in Nashville is probably both a blessing and a curse. It's a little bit of good and bad. Living alone can be eye-opening and freeing, but also, like, again, lonely. Go listen to season one, episode two, I think, alone or lonely. (laughs) But also financially, it can be a burden. Like, on a download for real, I need a roommate. (laughs) But on the bright side, like, I get to learn the most about myself and who I am and what I want out of life. And what I want out of a home. And that's really, really nice to experience. I highly recommend if you ever have the opportunity to live alone, do it. Everything I've talked about so far are tangible places that I've called home. But I also think that home can be a feeling and not actually a place. As I mentioned earlier, places don't feel like home until I've made them cozy. I've made them comfortable. In the past, my bed has been my safe space. So that's always comfortable. It always needs to be comfortable. I love to have, again, a thousand pillows, some dim lights, lots of decor. I think now that I've moved, my living room has actually become my sanctuary. I like having the blinds on my balcony open so the, you know, sun shines in. And my couch is really cozy. I have a really nice big blanket on it. I love the rug in my living room. I love the the vibes my living room gives. But I've also felt at home, and this is going to sound cheesy, But I've also felt at home when I'm with a person, when I'm with somebody I love (laughs) or somebody I care deeply about. Words that come to my mind when I think of home are warm, cozy, safe. If I have those three things, I don't have to be in my house. I can be at someone else's house with them on their couch or in a whole different city in my robe, in my slippers, 
I say that because y'all probably like, where she be going? <laughs> but I say that because home, the definition of home definitely changed for me at some point. And I think it was when I was traveling for work. I have a friend and I'd be like, hey, I'm home or, or I'm on the way home. And I would be nowhere near my actual home. I'd probably be like on my way to my hotel or just made it to a new city. And she'd be like, girl, you call everything home. And low key, I do. But like I said, it's because home is a feeling for me as much as it is a tangible place. Sometimes home is wherever I lay my head. <laughs> that might be at the Embassy Suites in Chattanooga. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, when traveling, I had to find ways to make myself feel at home while away from home. Because I did a lot of it. <laughs> As I close out, I want to talk about this movie that really, that really inspired me to talk about this episode and I remember I told my friend about this movie and she was like, what is that? So it's a movie about the Walmart baby with Natalie Portman. If y'all listen to all the way to the end of this episode and y'all hear me talking about the Walmart baby, please tell me you know what this movie is. But like I said, home for me isn't a specific place. It's more of an idea. I know that's cheesy, but home is truly wherever love is. Wherever there's comfort and safety and peace and joy. Home is where the heart is. <laughs> that's what the movie's called, by the way, Where the Heart Is. Please tell me y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I definitely went down memory lane and enjoyed it so much. And I can't wait for you guys to hear more episodes. again for listening to Nia on Purpose. My goal is always to reach a new individual and encourage the spread of love, hope, compassion, and peace. I hope I succeeded and I hope y'all come back for more. Be sure to support me in any way you see fit and tune in next time. And remember, it was always on purpose.